0: Hello and welcome, my name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to Get To Know You, a podcast for those who want to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, where conversations can become stronger when we explore our thinking and behaviour. Every Tuesday, a new question will be asked to a guest speaker, genuine people here to have insightful conversations. My guest speaker today is a transformational life coach and breathwork facilitator, With a passion for helping people release their suppressed emotions and subconscious childhood conditioning in order to create positive life changes. Since her early teens, she has been on a lifelong pursuit of personal growth and spirituality as a way to understand herself and the world. Her interest in personal and professional healing work led her to discover the importance of the mind body connection in order to let go of false beliefs and realize our innate wholeness and worthiness. Her work focuses on creating awareness of how physical, emotional and mental wounding gets stored in the body and must be healed through not only our mental thought patterns but also releasing the energy that gets stuck in the body. Breathwork is a practice she teaches to guide clients back home to the physical and energetic body and to find where there is resistance to life so we can surrender and expand into our fullest potential. Welcoming Mary Allen Flesher to get to know you. Welcome, Mary.
1: Hi, Tiffany. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for coming into the podcast. I'm so, so glad to have you on. I think it'd be lovely and great for the listeners to hear more about your work. Like it's very interesting and um, yeah, I'd love for you to share a bit more about that.
1: Yeah. So um, I guess I would describe the work that I do as really helping people to drop into the body, to really discover the wisdom that lives there, to heal through feeling what's there. I think in our modern culture, we're all so busy. We're also in this fast paced routine and we live from the level of our mind. We're thinking through, we're strategizing, everything's kind of thoughts. You know, what do I have to do? Or what did this person say? Or, you know, all of this stuff we're living in our heads. And what my work does is help you to drop down into the body. Because I see that our conscious mind really lives from our head up. And our subconscious mind lives from our neck down. So we actually store our subconscious memories in the physical body. So when we slow down and start to quiet the mind, drop into the sensations and the emotions of the body, we can really discover what traumas we have stored, What old memories keep kind of coming up to repeat in our common or in our life um, day to day, these patterns that we have or habits that we have that are super subconscious. When we slow down and and tap into the body, we can discover what wants to be healed there, what wants to be released. So, breathwork specifically is great for quieting the mind you can think of breath work as an active meditation. So instead of just trying to sit in stillness, we're Mm -hmm. using a rhythmic breath and that rhythmic breath starts to quiet the mind. We start to tap into the sensations in the body. It actually enhances sensation in the body. So what I think, what, what I believe happens is we, you know, in early childhood, We learn that certain emotions are bad and wrong. We're not supposed to express sadness or anger, or these emotions are just so overwhelming. And the adults in our life don't really know how to help us understand these big emotions we're feeling. So we learn that, well, it's not safe to live in my body. It's not safe to be in the body. So I'm going to check out, I'm going to go up and out. And not everybody does this, but I do think that a lot of people have this tendency to not be present in the body because it's just overwhelming. When you think of what anger feels like in the body, it's like a heat. It's like this sort of energy moving up in the heart space. Or when you think of sadness in the body, it's like this collapsing feeling and it just maybe a sickness in your stomach. These things don't feel good. So we learn that well, it's safer if I'm up in my head, in, in my thoughts, and not super present with what's happening in the body. So breathwork has a way of helping us feel our body, be present with the body.
0: When you say drop down into the body, what does that mean?
1: So that means feeling, sensation, feeling, emotion, So we can think through emotion and, oh, I'm angry at so-and-so for doing this this, and this and this, but that's thinking through the emotion. What does it feel like to be angry? Well, wow, my jaw clenches, my fists squeeze. I feel this urge to scream or maybe I want to run. So these are our body's wisdom talking to us. Instead of the story of why we're angry, feeling the present moment of what that anger actually feels like. And that helps us to slow down. Instead of going with the story of the anger, it helps us be present with, oh, well, wow, this is what my body is doing right now. And that makes me want to lash out or yell or punch. Yeah. So it's
0: like being aware of this emotion, like sitting with the feeling of it because it does feel very uncomfortable. You're sitting with the feeling of it and like, okay, I'm acknowledging, I'm in my body, I'm feeling this this uh, uncomfortable feeling. And then how am I, like, I guess we go to our minds because we want to escape it. We don't want this feeling anymore. So we'll, we'll, uh, we sit with this feeling, but how is it released then?
1: Yeah, so then we release it through healthy ways of expressing emotion. So in anger, we could lash out and punch somebody. That's probably not going to be the healthiest situation unless you are literally fighting for your life, right? In Mm -hmm. a relationship, you don't want to punch each other. That is just not a healthy way to deal. And, um, you know, so when you can slow down, and you can look at the situation, wow, I'm really getting aggressive here, that might give you that Opportunity to say, "Hey, can we take a break?" And maybe you need to go outside and scream, or scream into a pillow, or punch a pillow. These are okay ways to exert this aggression because the energy does like it builds up in the body and it wants to be released in a physical way or in an emotional way. So the way we heal the 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 pain that we're holding is we feel it. We have to feel it to heal it. Mm -hmm. So the way that I see this is, you know, we, we carry these dense energies. So uh, anger can be a denser energy or sadness is a denser, denser energy. than if you think of joy and happiness or your, your um, true self, you know, that's a lighter energy. Yes. So when we're feeling the dense energy, the anger, the sadness, it helps to transform it. And then we can bring in more of who we really are, more of our joy, more of Mm -hmm. our happiness by letting that emotion flow through. What we typically do is we clamp down when we're feeling any kind of discomfort, any kind of difficult emotion, we actually clamp down and that's what gets it stuck in the body instead of letting the emotion move through us. So we can think of emotion as just energy in motion. And if we say, oh, well, jealousy is a bad feeling or anger I'm not supposed to feel and we suppress it, that's going to create these dense energies in our system. That's going to create a stored, a stored emotion. We can even think of it as trauma stored in the body. You know, trauma doesn't have to be a big, um, really bad thing experience it could simply be somebody said something mean to us and if we store that and we start to believe that as something true then that's going to create issues down the road but if we can feel it and say wow that was really hurtful that that person said but you know what it doesn't matter what they say because I know who I am I know what my truth is and their truth isn't my truth yeah so that's I was
0: thinking too. Do you think by getting out of the body and going up and going to your mind, um, your body takes on many different emotions at once, and that's why the complexity and the more difficult to release it is because your body has stored so many different emotional bundles. Like, if you if I'm feeling some, an emotion right now, can I be feeling multiple at once?
1: Yeah, I think so. For sure, and one might be stronger than the other, and mm-hmm. then when you focus on the other, you might it, that might change. So emotions are always fluid, and if you really focus on your emotion in the moment, it doesn't last very long. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just sitting with the emotion, usually it'll pass within ninety seconds. A lot, a lot of times, faster than that. Simply by sitting with the emotion. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. And is it the same then for? things like constant stress that's a stress and emotion
1: yes definitely so if you have constant
0: stress for a while and like you can be stressed for for long periods of time
1: days weeks yeah chronic stress chronic anxiety something that is the. so if you think about that when i'm having anxiety or stress it feels like a buzzing my heart feels racing my my heart might, might be beating really fast so if you're constantly feeling that day-to-day, that's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. So you're going to check out. Mm-hmm. So we go to the mind because then we're not actually present with the sensation of that anxiety or stress.
0: Mm. Okay. And you yes, can ha-
1: def- you I was can just def- going to add a- it. Sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, go go, Go ahead.
1: I was just going to add that it is just that the sensation creates the emotion. Mm -hmm. So if we can backtrack to the sensation and just desensitize our bodies to feeling the sensation, you know, like, Oh, anxiety feels like a buzzing in my chest. Mm. Okay. Can I sit with that buzzing and just allow the buzzing to be, and usually it will pass.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, this is, this is interesting. Uh, my thoughts about that are um. I'm thinking obviously myself now, I'm going personal. And I, I think when you're thinking, I don't know, like and it goes the other way also, like if you're thinking about it and it's you feeling it, it's sometimes it can get bigger and get, get overwhelming and it takes over.
1: So I think what creates that, overwhelm is the mind. Mm -hmm. So when the mind starts to loop in the thoughts of, Mm -hmm. okay, so I have so much work to do, and there's no way I'm going to get it all done. And I have to pick up my kids from school and, and I'm, you know, fighting with my partner and all these things when you start to think about that, that's going to exacerbate the sensation, which which is going to make that anxiety higher. So if we can backtrack and say, wow, I'm feeling so much, there's so much shaking in my body. My body feels um, uneasy. So instead of labeling it or judging it as bad and wrong, it's just an experience. Just experiencing anxiety right now. And that's okay. And then to backtrack even more and have compassion for yourself it's okay that i feel anxiety it's okay that i feel so stressed out of course i feel so stressed out look at all the things i have to do today yeah so then we even backtrack a little bit more and we say i can only do one thing i can only do one thing at work and that's good enough yeah, you know, I, I I'm doing my best with my partner. My kids know that they're loved. These things help to. So it's like that flipping the script from the negative self talk to more of that positive self talk. Mm-hmm. Really loving ourselves through difficult emotion, letting the emotion be okay. It's not something to, to judge. We're emotional beings. We're meant to feel yeah. the full range of emotion, and and really. The more you can feel into the depths of your sadness, your pain, the difficult emotions, the more joy and the more expansive you can feel. So yeah. if you think about somebody who's living in their head, they're not feeling emotion. They're not feeling um, the sensations in their body. Their life is going to be pretty uh, straight line.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: they're not going to feel a lot of joy. They're not going to feel a lot of pain. But if you can dip into the pain a little bit, if you can feel into the pain, that's going to support you to feel more joy. So you're going to, you might feel some deep lows because that's part of life, right? We're all going to go through periods of grief, periods of trauma, difficult times. But if we can move through that and feel it, be present for it, that's going to support our growth. That's going to support our joy. That's going to support us feeling okay with the difficulties of
0: life. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So listeners, the question that we're going to be diving into, and this is quite an interesting one for the moment also, is how do you heal emotional triggers? When I first mentioned this question to you, Mary, what did you, what were some first things that came to your mind?
1: I thought it was a great question to explore. Um, it's definitely something that I have worked on in my own life and have realized and noticed how it does, how, how we, we are all so triggered sometimes, right? And really the, um, how we heal those is by awareness and by having self-compassion. Because as soon as we judge that trigger, then we're going to bury it even more. And it's only going to come up as a bigger trigger down the road. Mm. So I really believe the way we heal it is through awareness, self-awareness, noticing how and why we get triggered, and having that self-compassion, that love for ourselves, even though we have these emotional triggers.
0: Yeah, Yeah. sure. You know, I would say we're in different ways, not necessarily on the same level, but you're almost triggered every day. Yeah in one way or form, right?
1: Yeah and and those triggers might be fine, right They might be yeah. healthy. there might yes. be nothing wrong. I mean a trigger you know specifically what I think of a trigger is is something that is overwhelming something that we are just overwhelmed by, we don't have the conscious awareness to choose our reaction, we simply react, we react Mm -hmm. automatically, subconsciously, there is a reaction, we might then look back and say, Oh, wow, I was really triggered. What was that about? And then do some self discovery. So what we want to do is flip that script to where we feel the emotional sensation and emotion and we slow down before we react. We want to be able to respond from the conscious mind, from our awareness that says, oh, right, when my partner says something, says that thing, it makes me angry or "I, I get this response. Well, that's not necessarily about my partner and what they said. It's what it triggered in me, it's the belief that I have inside of me. Yeah, And usually I think when we're triggered, it's usually something, some kind of fear mm-hmm. that's, that our anger is trying to protect us from feeling or our sadness or whatever the trigger is. Oftentimes we can find that there's a fear underneath that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, fear. There's. The, I would say so. Yeah. I, um. When I think of emotional triggers, I'm always like thinking, okay, so something happened in the past, and this new, just this day or this TV show or this, someone said something is triggering something from the past. That's yeah. when what I tends to, or, or not, and like something that was unresolved
1: from right. the past. So. That it- so it could be a experience from the past that then is now being triggered. Maybe the current experience feels similar. It feels like a, a, the same thing is happening. So your body, your nervous system goes into a response. It's, it's a nervous system stress response of fight, flight, freeze. Mm-hmm. These are the main yes. ones that our system goes into. So that you know, immediate fight, it, and it's defense, right? We're trying to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're trying to protect from the feeling, from the overwhelm. And so it's this automated response. But then when we start to realize, oh, you know, it's not necessarily this moment in time. It is that past experience. You know, yes. some, okay. some, so I have a good example of uh, a situation that happened with me and my partner uh, many years ago. And I did ask him if it was okay if I shared. He said it was (laughs) fine. Um, But, you know, I work from home and he works at his office and he would come home and some dishes would be in the sink. And he just always wanted the dishes done. And I'm kind of the type of creative person that I would forget about the dishes. It's just a few, not a big deal. And, you know, it was kind of this point of tension between us. And I was always like, it's not a big deal. But to him, it was. And so we were in um, couples coaching and kind of realizing what our triggers were because we had a lot of tension in our relationship. And this day he comes home and he is so angry that the dishes aren't done. And we get into this big fight and I'm just like, it's just a few dishes, it's not a big deal. And he's like, I just want the dishes done, bra, bra, bra. And it, the light bulb went off for me because I was like, it's not about the dishes. Yeah. This is not about the dishes. No. Oh, my gosh. It's not about the dishes. So we, it took us, you know, maybe a week or something to really uh, ump- unpack what it was that was creating mm-hmm. the tension. And for him, he was feeling like his needs didn't matter to me. He mm-hmm. felt like his needs, that I just didn't care what he wanted or what he needed. And to me, the criticism of him being so upset that I didn't do the dishes triggered my insecurity of just being a bad person. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad partner. I'm just awful. So we're both in our defense, blaming the other person instead of realizing, oh, it's actually my defense of You know, he's triggering my feeling of not being good enough. Yes. And I'm triggering his emotion of, you know, his needs don't matter. So in that situation with the dishes, it just was this total awakening that I had of realizing, right, this is not about him or, you know, what he's doing. It's or or him being upset about the dishes. It's really triggering my own um, childhood belief system that I'm not good enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you how do you like for people to come to that realization? You know, do does everybody need to sit down with a therapist or a coach or a counselor or something like that to to acknowledge or know what that is? Like, do you think a lot of people are triggered and then they're like, I don't know what's actually bothering me?
1: Yeah, it's very easy to blame the other person. It's very easy to put project that onto them and not to see your own issues, your own challenges, your own traumas. Um, I think you can do this work on your own if you're Mm -hmm. willing to really look at yourself and to really discover what the, the patterns are that you bring to a relationship. But my coach told me, and this always stuck with me, was that we get wounded in relationship and we heal in relationship. So it's like we can do only so much with ourselves. So I I also saw this with my coach. It was we had the same coach independently and together as a couple. And as soon as we started working as a couple, my personal growth went so far because mm. I was realizing how I was affecting him and realizing how what I brought to the table. So I do believe that having somebody that you can confide in that you can share your emotional triggers with openly and honestly somebody who's safe who can hold space for that because what happens when you get honest with yourself like oh my god i'm so triggered by this and da 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 da, da and you kind of go into the story if you can have somebody there to listen to help you realize well what was it about that situation what was it about your past you know getting really curious about the actual trigger versus the actual event you know it's like the trigger isn't necessarily in the event because one person can say something to one person (laughs) yeah it's it's not the event it's like digging deeper to what what caused or created that trigger
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, look, I'm going to share something with you, and I've already briefly shared it with you, and I think it'd be good to just do this uh, openly on on the podcast. Um, I, has, I was triggered last week on a Wednesday, and uh, now I have some anxiety. I haven't had some anxiety in the last four or five years, and I've currently got it at the moment. And it's I've just been a little been a lot of doubt. Like I think, as we were talking before, I've had a lot of self doubt about my own behavior like just just doubting my way of communication and things like that like analyzing my behavior but over analyzing it in the moment like I might do something and I'm like oh, well why did you do that or people are going to think this or people are going to think that I started going in that kind of mode and I haven't been doing that or haven't done yeah. that in, in five years
1: wow yeah so the anxiety what does that feel like what do, what do you notice I've in got your body? i burning
0: in my back, burning okay. in my chest. Yeah. And I do notice if I take a deep breath in and hold my breath for a few seconds, it goes away just for a few seconds. And then when I breathe out, it comes back up.
1: Yeah. So that holding your breath kind of dissipates that energy, it the heat like, energy.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of heat right now, and it's just spreading. It's all in my back and my and my chest.
1: And you shared that you were feeling doubtful and, and questioning your own actions. And so what was that like for you when you started to question or doubt yourself?
0: In the moment, it's like, why am I doing that? Like, you know, the person that you're sitting with is a friend of yours who knows you. You don't like, and they accept you and they want to be your friend and they're, they're like close to you and they enjoy your, my company and my conversation. I don't need it. Like, I doubted myself and then I said it out loud. And I share that with my friend, mm. and she was like, "Well, what are you doing, Tiff? You don't mean you know, I know you. You're my friend. we and I accept you as you." And it was just something like, "Yeah, why am I, why am I doing that?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I think too, like as I shared with you earlier, the trigger for me was this sentence that was said to me. And the sentence was, "Do you want to know what people think of you?" Now that on its own, I think would be triggering. Like it's quite a uh, like a uh, you know you get taken back a bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, by that. Um, and I don't even think what was said afterwards was anything. Any of a, it's not. You know, it wasn't okay. anything, but just that sentence on its own. I okay. think. Okay. It didn't
1: necessarily mean whatever somebody was thinking or saying about you. It was more just that hey do you want to know what somebody thinks about you well kind of- not
0: necessarily it was more like i had been feeling certain people around me were um, in a particular time uh were a bit uh, changed their behavior towards me now we don't really commute we don't really have good communication because there's a language barrier but i noticed a change of behavior and so I was a bit frustrated and i shared that with somebody who speaks the same language as This uh, these uh, group of people, and um, this person shared with me that it's a friend of mine shared with me. um, Even though that's not English, isn't her native language either. She shared with me um, this. She said this sentence, which I was a bit taken back by. Yeah, and I noticed that it triggered some uh, triggered some feelings from the past that I hadn't experienced in like four or five years yeah and yeah it's just a a little bit um overwhelming in a way and and it's funny too before this event happened like a week before I was actually feeling great I've been having some really great things happening in my life I've got some exciting project that's in its baby stages at the moment Mm. so I wasn't in a headspace of Negativity or down about myself. And I was actually feeling oh, quite good about myself. And I valued myself more because I'm having this such great opportunity and, and being able to connect and talk with certain people who are in certain levels and they're giving me their time and valuing what I have to say. So it was funny how, even though I was feeling so great and everything's going so well, this one comment, this one line shook me and
1: yeah. brought
0: back anxiety that I haven't felt in, in a long time.
1: Yeah, so um, I just want you to be with that anxiety for a minute, if that feels okay.
0: Yep. Yeah, or well, I've got just it getting, now.
1: Yeah, it. yeah so just, it. is it that heat in your back, your chest, yes. feeling that heat? Yes. Yeah, so just getting getting, comfortable with that sensation. Okay. And you, you, you did notice what the trigger was, to a time in your past. Mm -hmm. And so if you can go back to that moment in the past Mm -hmm. and remember what it felt like in that moment, can you put yourself in that moment? Yeah. And what did you feel? What do you notice in your body?
0: The burning is just getting really like, it's just increasing.
1: Uh, The
0: burning's going up.
1: Yeah. And Um, so if you could, is there something else?
0: Yeah, just the burnings going up and I just feel like uh, uh, like my personality is being
1: attacked. Oh, so it feels like your personality is being attacked. Yeah. Does it feel like that's who you are? Like the core of you is being attacked? Yes. Yeah. So what is what is the emotion that comes up when you feel that you're you're the core of who you are is being attacked.
0: Uh, well, it's like fear. was like that weird. That's still the burning, I guess. Like, like is the can I can I describe it as anxiety, the emotion? Like, it just feels.
1: Yeah, so not, I wonder what. My heart what's... isn't
0: racing. Just it's like my heart's beating as normal as it is, but it's just that burning that's just kind of ex- has just increased. Like, it's seeping and... through my body kind of thing
1: yeah. so I wonder what what's the meaning that you make out of somebody um, threatening the core of who you are?
0: Like I have to change.
1: Like oh. I like some
0: they're telling me to change. they don't like me as me, and I have to change, even though oh. what I'm like isn't hurting them, but I'm told you have to change
1: right. But there's some part of you. There's there's another part of you that don't, knows that is not true, right? But some part of you feels that I'm not I'm not good how I am. I yeah, I need they to, want change me to change who I am. I have to change to be accepted by them.
0: Yeah, am being told to change
1: and being told to change, like literally That's the thing. being, told, literally to literally to being told to change. And does this remind you of anything in your childhood?
0: Um, uh, not childhood, like. Yeah, certain things like just in the last maybe six, seven, eight years, like maybe being told to change, yeah, by people closest to me.
1: Right, they don't so, like certain
0: things about my personality or my behavior or things like or sexuality, and i have being told to change.
1: Yeah, so that feels really hard, really heavy, really difficult.
0: Yeah, especially so that ang- it's not hurting anybody as well. It's not like I'm doing anything to somebody else to hurt them.
1: So the anxiety, what do you think is underneath the anxiety? You know, somebody that you care about because in this situation that you just shared was people that you don't really know that that well, but in the past you had a similar situation with somebody really close to you.
0: So I think being told to change by people I care about a lot and who right. I feel close to and who I open my heart to and then being told to change by them.
1: Yeah. So what's underneath the anxiety of that? Someone you care, love dearly is telling you you need to change.
0: Yes. They don't what like what they that- see and they saw like on my heart or whatever was open to them, it be the, and just change.
1: Yeah. Does that create an emotion?
0: It creates just the whole now, all that burning that was in like maybe just the upper chest area has kind of gone all around my back now.
1: Okay. All, is it still heat?
0: It's still heat. It's still Does burning. it still
1: feel like um, anxious energy?
0: Yeah. It's just that just burning. Like it's not, mm-hmm. no heart racing, anything like that. It's just burning and it's just spread around my whole back area. Not in, Not so much in the chest now, just more so in the back.
1: Yeah, so if you can even maybe close your eyes and just feel that burning in the back of your, your heart space, this burning sensation, feeling what it feels like when somebody you really care about wants you to change or tells you you have to change in order to be loved or accepted. What does the truth know? What does your highest self know?
0: Uh, I am accepted by other people, even though maybe these people who are the closest to me don't. There are other people who are very close to me, except who I
1: am. Yeah, you are acceptable just as you are. You are acceptable just because you exist. You are perfect just as you are. You are lovable just as you are. If somebody doesn't see that, is that okay?
0: Even, yeah, I guess it's okay, even though they're somebody I thought or who I'm closest to or I thought who I should open my heart to or something, I guess it is okay. Not everyone that you do share your heart with or, or, or open yourself to needs to accept all of you, but there are those that will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think a layer of this is loving ourself no matter what, accepting ourselves no matter what flaws and all because we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to be everything to somebody. We're never going to be able to be that perfect partner. We can do our best. And, and, you know, if somebody judges us or wants us to change, that's a reflection of them. That's mm-hmm. not who you are. You know, just having that sense of love, no matter what. I love myself no matter what. It's okay that this person wants me to change. I'm not going to do it. Or maybe you can see why they want you to change and it might make sense. But I think in this situation, it's you felt more of the core of who you are was being uh, threatened or wanted, somebody wanted you to change the core of who you are. We can't do that, right? That's not what we're meant to do. We're meant to shine and allow the truth of who we are to be okay, even when it's messy or doesn't say or do the right things.
0: Yeah. So now I'm sitting with it and I've been sitting with it for a while, like at the moment as we're talking. What are some things I can do to kind of let go of it or let it out or release it?
1: Yeah, I think getting really curious about what's under that anxiety, allowing yourself to feel whatever is under the anxiety, you know, because if I think of being judged by somebody that I really love or somebody wants me to change and it threatens the core of who I am, I feel, I kind of titrate between being really angry, what, right? Like, no. You, don't say that it just get really enraged and then also feeling super sad about it Mm -hmm. wow so we have to grieve our losses you know if you find that somebody you love dearly wants you to change and they're not willing to accept you for who you are there's a sense of loss there like wow i really cared for this person and that sense of loss we need to grieve it so i think grief in our society we tend to like want to just get over with get it over with as quick as possible but grief has a way of just flowing in and out and coming in waves and so riding the wave of grief allowing the sadness to come you know that it's not weakness to feel that sadness it's actually strength to be vulnerable and to realize wow I've been so hurt right wow the the situation from your friend recently, triggering this situation from your past, there's something there that still wants to be felt and healed. So feeling whatever that trigger is from the past, you know, not being accepted for who you are, you know, feeling the the all the range of emotion that comes with that. And then having compassion and self acceptance, it's okay that that person judged me, it's okay that they wanted me to change it's okay because I know I have value and worth and I know I'm a good person and having that positive self-talk. You know, if you experience anxiety in the coming days and it's still around this, even just sitting with your body and putting your hand on your heart space and saying, I feel you, I see you, It's safe to be here. It's safe to be seen. Do you have anything to share with me? Do you want me to know anything? And to start having a dialogue with your body, because your body will start to talk to you and tell you. It might share things from your past that you didn't even have in your awareness that this trigger is actually a trigger of, right? Mm. So there's often moments in our childhood that are so subconscious that we don't realize these triggers we have are... Linked way back then, we create our belief systems um, between you know even before birth, our experience in the womb to about seven years old. All of our beliefs about the world are really programmed within that time period. And unless we go back and look at those beliefs and what we learned or how our conditioning was as in childhood, we're going to just continue with those beliefs: the beliefs about ourselves, beliefs about the world. So the way we start to uncover those beliefs is to feel the emotion, feel the sensation and communicate with the body. What is there? What is that trigger from? What is that emotion from?
0: Yeah. And do you have some like, like different, are there different types of breath work for different kinds of things? Like what right now for the one that I'm experiencing, for what I'm ex- feeling, Yeah. what kind of breath work would, would be great for this?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So um, the thing about the way we breathe is we tend to breathe shallow. Most people Mm -hmm. are breathing high up in their chest. And what that does is it actually activates our stress response. It activates that fight flight. As soon as we start to breathe deep into the belly, that's going to activate more of the rest and digest. So even just when you're feeling anxious, taking a deep belly breath is going to help. So the the breath work that you can do is doing a four, eight breath. So breathing in and out through the nose, breathing in for the count of four, and then breathing out for the count of eight. You can breathe out through the nose or through pierced lips to slow that breath down. And that slower exhale is going to be what calms the nervous system. So this is a great tool to use in the moment. If you're in traffic and you're feeling stressed out, you're late for an appointment, you know, breathing in for four, out for eight, that's going to calm your nerves. That's going to really calm you down. The opposite is true, too. If you're kind of in a funk and you're low energy and you need to get moving, if -hmm. you breathe in for eight and out for four, that's going to be an energizing breath. But for a calming breath, you want a longer exhale.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... When would you say, you know, if you're sitting with anxiety or are sitting certain with certain things or certain triggers, you know, is it, a, is it a weak thing where it's like, okay, if you're sitting with it and you're doing these exercises for a week or two and then they go away, great. Now, if they stay with you for maybe three weeks or a month or something like that, do you think you should seek further intention from other specialists of some sort
1: yeah i think it's a personal choice you know i don't think that we have to live with anxiety and stress i think that there's ways to manage that but if it is becoming a chronic thing which i think a lot of us deal with chronically and we just brush it off as part of our day-to-day life right that Mm is just like how we are like go 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 it's always something to stress about but we don't have to live that way so if it does feel like it's a problem Really, getting help and working through it, I think, is important.
0: Mm-hmm. When you're when you talk about the so you you've got your breath that you do the breath work and the healing and and, and that and, and you also look at healing traumatic things from childhood. Also, like there's a big focus uh, that you do with clients relative to that. Also. Um, do you find that your main kind of path to that is to see what's, you know, you see what, what triggers that they have in that moment of time to, to narrow it back down to or you travel all the way back to, you know, their childhood or the experience there or, or when you do do that, do you find that... It may trigger somebody to get worse as you're trying of getting them to that, that place.
1: So I want to just add that I'm not a therapist. I do have um, yes. trauma training and specifically for coaching and the people that I work with are not most of the time. And at least I don't know about any like big traumas that they're working through. Okay. Really. I, you know, Ideally, want to work with people who have done some work on that already, Mm -hmm. that who feel emotionally stable. Mm -hmm. I do have uh, awareness around trauma. And my number one thing is that my clients don't leave my office or my video sessions more traumatized than when Mm -hmm. they came in. Yeah. So um, specifically with breath work, the breath work that I that I guide clients through is a, a, a in and out through the mouth. And this breath work—it's called circular connected breath—and and it can really activate a lot of emotional responses, reactions, a lot of um, like letting the sadness go, letting the anger go. That's I'm always encouraging people to emote to as release. much as they want, yes, mm-hmm. to release. But then I'm very hyper aware of how we can get addicted to that cathartic release. We can actually mm. re wound and re traumatize ourselves by f- looping in the pain. Yes. So just crying, wailing, just not releasing it, not coming to that. Like, ah, oh, I feel better. Just mm-hmm. this heavy emotional um, looping. So in that case, I'm, you know, I'm getting my client off the table. I'm telling them to ground into their body. We want to release this pain. We don't want to charge it up. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, it's very important to not, in this type of work, to not just keep wounding, re-wounding, and re-traumatizing. So the way we do that, uh, specifically with coaching, is we want to titrate. We want to titrate between what feels good and what feels difficult. So when we're feeling into the pain... We then, when we feel a release happen, we then want to bring in more of what feels good. Okay. So what, you know, that that heat in your back, is there a place in your body that does feel good? Can you find a place that feels good?
0: Uh, like, honestly, right now my mind feels really good. <laughs>
1: Oh, so it's comfortable in the mind. It, it feels is. you're having an engaging conversation. It feels clear. There's yes. no s- stressful no. thoughts happening. No, I'm focused so.
0: on you completely. It's just that burning sensation. Like if I could just take it out and just plop it out from me right now, it would be great. Um,
1: right. So that's um, the way that we handle these emotions is we just want to get rid of them. Yeah. Just get it out of me. Just I get just it out get of it. me. I just so like, that's,
0: I don't need that's, it that's, My mind's great right now.
1: (laughs) Right. That's this self-judgment. What you really want to do is just say, I see you, this burning. It's okay that you're here. It's okay that you're with me. I know why you're feeling this way. Yeah. It's okay. You know, and acceptance is going to dissolve that heaviness, going to dissolve the heat. And then bringing in so you feel this uh, comfort in your mind, Mm. does that drop down at all? How does your jaw feel? How does your neck feel?
0: It all feels loose and fine. Like it doesn't feel, yeah, so I tension in my neck or anything.
1: Yeah, so focusing, moving the, the awareness from the mind to the body and where it feels spacious or mm-hmm. it feels open. Okay, I don't feel stuckness in my neck. I feel relaxed. So that, that's a pleasant sensation. Those are, yes. those are good, joyful sensations even with the heat and the, the anxiety sensation, you can usually find somewhere else in the body that feels pleasant Good. or mm. uh, more expansive and where our, Attention goes, energy flows. Yeah. So by bringing awareness to what feels pleasant or light or spacious, we start to allow that sensation to expand. So then maybe you notice, oh, down my arms. Okay, so my arms, I don't feel tension in my arms. I can feel some openness. You know, maybe bringing it down into your seat, into your hips. Yeah. What does it feel like there?
0: No, it feels fine, feels like loose. That feels like the body, like muscular-wise, I don't feel knots or or tightness anywhere.
1: Yeah, so our nervous system likes to titrate between noticing the tensions, noticing the constriction, and noticing where we're expansive or where it feels more relaxed. Mm. And that's one one way that we can um, manage not re-traumatizing in doing this kind of work.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's true. Really, yeah, I do notice too that it's not like I've had it in the past as well. It's definitely a lot lighter. And before, I couldn't focus on someone speaking to me. Now I'm, I can. I'm fully present with you. And like I said, my mind's my mind's quite clear. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm present. It's just that irritation. It's like, you know, like I had a stomachache, ache, but it's in my chest, and I've got like burning in my chest.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I'm still that's able great. Able
0: to focus with you, yeah. So th- I'm that's glad great that the level, yeah, the level so, is where it was or used to be ever.
1: And that may reminds me of how healing is like a spiral. We don't just heal it and it's over with. Mm-hmm. We usually come back to the same sort of wounds in our lifetime, and they're at just a deeper level of healing. It right, just that a needs deeper dawn, level. Yeah. Yeah, it's not That's as not bad same. as it was, but no. it's like, oh, it's still there. It's still, still there, there. a little got bit. Got some
0: more work to do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I kind of joke yes. that, like, sometimes <laughs> we're going to just be working on the same problem over and over again. We just have to be okay with that. It's okay. It yeah. doesn't mean there's something wrong with you because you're still working on this problem. Like, you already noticed it's not as bad as it once was. No,
0: nothing like yeah.
1: that.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. And, and, like, I think realizing too is, like, I've grown so much. And mm. I have so much strength that I have, that I have, even though I know I've got the anxiety right now, it doesn't mean you, you, you can have strength and still have, you know, have anxiety, for, uh, still be triggered.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. We have all, all, we have infinite number of parts to us. We yeah. have our courage, we have our bravery, we have our joy and our, our ability to connect easily with others and then we also have our anger and sadness and difficulties in relationships our patterns there's all these parts of us and we can be all of them at the same time it's it's okay and i want to just reframe that emotional triggers they're not bad it's not a bad thing it's actually a good thing because Mm -hmm. it's showing you where you have some wounding
0: where Mm -hmm. there's
1: a part of you that is not integrated fully Maybe you've pushed this part of you out, like I'm not allowed to feel anger, so I push that part of me out. It's just a crying out to integrate. Mm-hmm. You you deserve to feel anger sometimes, you deserve to feel sadness sometimes, but if we, if we resist it or we contract against it, we're actually pushing these parts of us outside of us, and we really want it to be whole and complete, you want to embrace all of it, the shadow parts, the parts that you love about yourself, really embrace them all. And then they integrate and they're not as loud. The triggers then become less and less and less.
0: Yeah. And I think too, like I've kind of looked at it in the way of, you know, there are other things I want in my life and um I think this thing is kind of standing in the way of, of other things that I that I do want. Um, so it's just to be able to maybe close the close the box or remove the box or or maybe like heal it heal this layer of whatever you know what this is and move forward in other yeah. things that I desire in my life
1: yeah because before this event happened you were in the flow and you were feeling really good and yeah so it, it's these things come up to be healed at a diff, at a deeper level so if you can feel into this heal it that's only going to support your growth even more Going into that flow, you know, it's kind of like this up and down experience. You're not always going to be in flow, feeling great. You're, you know, there's going to be times that we we have an emotional trigger, something to heal deeper. That's going to support you going further up. Doesn't mean you're stuck in this. No, it's
0: funny too. Like you know, you don't have to be triggered when you're in a bad headspace. You can be triggered when you're in a great headspace and things are going so well and still be triggered. Yeah, which is quite interesting, right? Yeah, that was that, that. Yep, that was a bit of an interesting thing there. Um, so I would love for you to share. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much because we were. Oh, I got a bit more deeper and personal now and <laughs> <laughs> shared yeah. maybe too much with the listeners. <laughs> um, thank you so much for doing this with me, Mary. Um, yeah, it's been really, really, really great. And things I can work on myself. So, thank you so much. And where can the listeners um find you, Mary?
1: Yeah, if you go to my website, maryellenfletcher.com, uh you can learn more about my breathwork, you can learn about the coaching that I do. Um I also have a short uh breathwork course that you can purchase um that guides you through a heart opening practice. So really being able to balance your heart and your emotions through using breathwork. Um, I'm also on Instagram at pranasoma, P-R-A-N-A-S-O-M-A. Um, that's my business name. So prana is energy, emotion, and soma is the body. So bringing that together, the the energy of the body.
0: I love yeah. that so much. I love that so much. And uh, Mary, on the last thing, I love to ask the guest speakers after having this conversation with me or talking things out loud and things like that, what has this conversation with me now highlighted anything to you or maybe made you reflect a little bit differently?
1: Uh, I think that just even simply focusing on this question of how to heal our emotional trauma or emotional um, triggers sorry yeah. yeah just thinking about the question how to heal our emotional triggers I think has really helped me gain clarity around yeah really helping somebody specifically with that and how to go through these steps it's like I do this work, but I haven't really framed it around this specific problem of emotional triggers. And it just, it, it um, yeah, it was good to reflect on and helped me gain awareness of how this works specifically for that, just helping with those emotional triggers.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming into the podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Tiffany. This was really fun.
0: Really great. Thank you for listening to Get to Know You. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me and get to know you with Tiffany Farragh. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I want to hear from you listeners. The question again, how do you heal emotional triggers? Leave an audio, video, or a message on the Facebook or Instagram page of your response to today's question, including your name and where you are from. We will include some different responses in next week's Get To Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Tuesday on Get To Know You.